Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, we're following several major headlines as we come on the air. Vaccine news for parents with young kids. The alarming signals about the U.S. economy and the president's massive request for more money for Ukraine. As explosions rock the capital of Kiev, President Biden reveals a $33 billion aid package. The cost of this fight, uh, it's not cheap, but caving to aggression is going to be more costly. Plus, what President Biden wants to do with the money from the seized super yachts belonging to Russia's richest. Trevor Reed returns home. The new video as the Marine veteran steps foot on U.S. soil. COVID vaccines for millions of young kids. The news parents have been waiting for as Moderna seeks FDA authorization for its vaccine for kids younger than six. Big blow to big tobacco. The FDA's historic push to ban menthol cigarettes. Why it could save hundreds of thousands of lives. Sailor suicides after at least seven service members take their own lives. We hear from sailors aboard the USS George Washington about substandard living conditions. Eye on America, our nation's teacher shortage, and the need for more black male educators. And helping our military and their families find address for all occasions. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. Tonight, a clear sign from the White House that the war in Ukraine will likely drag on for months or even years. President Biden today asking Congress for an additional $33 billion to support Ukraine's defense against the Russian invasion. The proposal includes more than $20 billion in military assistance, such as artillery and armored vehicles. 
The war ramped up again today with Russian forces launching a barrage of new attacks across the country, including at least five missile strikes on the capital city of Kyiv. Explosions could be heard during President Zelensky's meeting with the U.N. Secretary General in the capital. We'll get to CBS's Chris Livesay in Ukraine in a moment. But first, let's start with CBS's Weijia Jiang at the White House. Good evening, Weijia. Good evening, Nora. This massive funding package stresses the Biden administration's belief that there is a long road ahead before this war comes to an end. Today, the president vowed that as long as the atrocities and assaults continue, the U.S. will keep providing military help. Basically, we're out of money. President Biden urged lawmakers to move quickly on a new aid package for Ukraine because money for military support, including heavy weaponry needed on the battlefield, is almost depleted. The cost of this fight uh, is not cheap. But caving to aggression is going to be more costly if we allow it to happen. The president is asking Congress for $33 billion for economic, humanitarian and defense funding, on top of the $13.6 billion already approved last month. Top Republicans today signaled they support the measure. They've earned it. They've shown their will to fight stronger than the morale of the Russians. With some Russian officials arguing the risk of nuclear war is now brewing, President Biden today called that claim irresponsible. No one should be making idle comments about the use of nuclear weapons or the possibility that they'd use that. Meanwhile, Trevor Reed is back in the U.S. after landing in San Antonio overnight as part of a prisoner swap. Reed, a Marine veteran, spent nearly 1,000 days in a Russian prison and now undergoing a medical evaluation for his declining health. The wife of WNBA star Brittany Griner, who has been detained in Russia since February, posted that her heart is overflowing with joy for the Reed family. And Paul Whelan, who has been in Russian custody since 2018 for alleged espionage, said he was thrilled too. But in a statement, Whelan asked, why was I left behind? Why hasn't more been done to secure my release? Whelan's twin brother, David. My goal is for him to get home to be with our parents, to see them once more before they die. Uh, and that's a little bit uh, grim, but that's uh, the reality that gets me up every morning. And as the war rages on today, President Biden announced he's creating new expedited procedures to seize properties from Russian oligarchs like yachts and luxury homes, then liquidating those assets and using the funds to rebuild Ukraine. Nora. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Well, on the ground in Ukraine, the U.N. Secretary General said he was shocked by how close the missiles landed near the hotel where he was staying. President Zelensky called today's attacks an effort by Russia to try and humiliate the United Nations. CBS's Chris Livesay reports tonight from the capital. Kyiv, once again in the crosshairs after five missile strikes. On the same day, in the same city, the head of the United Nations witnessed the Russian devastation with his very own eyes. There is no way a war can be acceptable in the 21st century. Look at that. From Irpin to Borodyanka and Bucha, Antonio Guterres visited where these bodies once lay. In Mariupol, hundreds of soldiers and civilians, many of them wounded, continue to resist bombardment inside this steel mill. 
Nearby in the Black Sea, Russian forces fire cruise missiles at Ukrainian positions. They say striking weapons supplied by foreign countries like the U.S. Weapons Ukraine desperately needs as the battle intensifies in the eastern Donbas region. North of Kyiv, Ukrainian soldiers show us the open terrain that now typifies the warfare they're facing. This is the tangled aftermath of a Russian position that was completely taken out by Ukraine's long-range artillery. It's what they need more of in the Donbas region, and they desperately hope to get it from the United States. Like this. But it's not only weapons they need. Night vision. Night vision, yeah. okay. Plus drones, medical kits, and other crucial equipment for the Ukrainian military from the nonprofit Come Back Alive. They've raised $100 million since the start of the war, says Taras Chmuk. Sorry, so in a war, even a printer and a telephone, those are deadly weapons. Guns win battles, but logistics win wars. Same thing. Tomu printer. The UN Secretary General also met with President Zelensky. Both said they were optimistic about reaching a deal with Russia to rescue those trapped inside the Mariupol steel mill. Moments later is when those Russian missiles hit here in the center of Kyiv. Nora. Chris Livesey in the Capitol tonight. Thank you. Well, back here at home, millions of parents with young children finally got the vaccine news that they've been waiting for. Moderna today asked the FDA to authorize its two-dose COVID vaccine for children as young as six months. That means 18 million more children could soon be eligible to get a COVID shot. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. One, two. Moderna's vaccine is a major step toward protecting some of the country's youngest children. How would you characterize this step in the fight against the pandemic as a whole? I think it's a key step. You know, these kids represent an unmet medical need. It would be administered in two doses a month apart. The strength would be a quarter of the adult dose. Moderna's trial included nearly 7,000 participants between six months and five years old. It found the vaccine was effective against symptomatic infection from nearly 40% to 50%, depending on age. What do those rates of efficacy say to you? Are they high enough? We think that these vaccines will be highly protective against hospitalization and death in kids. Still, some parents seem reluctant to get their children vaccinated. Currently, only 28% of kids 5 to 11 are fully vaccinated. This, as overall cases are rising in 39 states, up more than 19% week over week. All other age groups have access to a vaccine, but, but these, you know, youngest, littlest kids don't, and that's, that's nerve-wracking. Ann Rodriguez from Deerfield, Wisconsin, enrolled her twins Theo and Sam into Moderna's trial to protect not only high-risk family members, but the boys themselves. Having vaccines for these youngest kids feels like a light at the end of the tunnel, especially for those who do have small kids that are still negotiating all of these things. And the FDA has said it will move fast on Moderna's application. And Moderna tells us that once authorized, the vaccine could be available starting in late spring or early summer, Nora. So important for parents. Nancy Chen, thank you. Now to a milestone decision by the FDA, which announced a plan to ban all menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars by in, in the United States. The move is being called the FDA's most aggressive action against the tobacco industry in history and would impact nearly 20 million cigarette users. CBS's Omar Villafranca has more. 
The Food and Drug Administration says the proposed menthol ban could prevent more people from getting addicted and could save as many as 654,000 lives over the next 40 years. There's data that has shown that smoking cessation leads to improved survival from lung cancer. Dr. Raja Flores with Mount Sinai School of Medicine says he supports the ban because many of the patients, particularly people of color, are addicted to these cigarettes. It's a big source of profit. It's the same population that does worse with lung cancer, that gets less access to treatment, and their survival is much worse. So to me, it's a no-brainer. The FDA says menthol's cooling effect make it easier to start smoking and harder to quit. Menthols make up 37% of the cigarette market. They're the choice of 85% of black smokers compared to just 24.6% of whites. And more than half of young smokers choose menthol. Menthol cigarette sales made more than $30 billion. When I actually want to go and I'm in a craving to find those cigarettes and I can't find them, I think that it'll give me a little bit of an extra push to not smoke anymore. A spokesman for the maker of Newport cigarettes told CBS News, quote, we do not believe the published science supports regulating menthol cigarettes differently from non-menthol cigarettes. Experts say it could be a year or two before this ban goes into effect. Nora? Omar Villafranca, thanks so much. Well, now to some big news about steps the Navy is taking following our recent reports on the suicides among sailors assigned to the aircraft carrier USS George Washington. We are learning more about the poor conditions on the ship, often lacking running water and working bathrooms. Here's CBS's David Martin. When the aircraft carrier George Washington moved into the shipyard at Newport News, Virginia for overhaul, it was the beginning of a nightmare. Today, the Navy acknowledged three more suicides occurred in 2019 and 20, bringing to seven the number of sailors who took their own lives while a ship has been in overhaul. The three most recent deaths, all of them young and low-ranking, occurred in the space of a week earlier this month. Last week, when the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy visited the George Washington, the entire crew was wearing hard hats. A sure sign the ship is still in overhaul, which because of COVID and unexpected repairs is now in its fifth year. During a question and answer session, a member of the crew listed his complaints about life in a construction zone. Parking issues, uh, cold water, hot water, living standards that aren't necessarily up to par. The Navy's senior enlisted man replied that those were just the realities of shipyard overhaul and things could be worse. What you're not doing is sleeping in a foxhole like a Marine might be doing. What you are doing is going home at night most nights. The downside is some of the that you have to go through logistically will drive you crazy. Captain Kenneth Strong, the commanding officer in 2019 and 20, was forced to step down three months early due to what the Navy calls individual incidents of poor judgment. Despite his early departure, Strong was awarded the Legion of Merit at the ceremony in which he was replaced by the ship's current commanding officer. One of the ship's crew told CBS News, it feels like Big Navy has left us out to dry. Nobody cares. Big Navy, meaning the admirals who run the Navy, has now directed that all 360 sailors living aboard the ship while it's still in overhaul be allowed to move ashore if they want. The Navy would pay for the housing, but first it has to find suitable accommodations. Nora? 
That's a significant development. Good reporting, David Martin. Thank you. Well, the nation's teacher shortage is getting worse by the day, with more than 330,000 fewer educators in the classroom than there were before the pandemic. The crisis among black men who are teachers is even more dire. But in tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Jim Axelrod looks at a Philadelphia program that's working to change that. Every day that Joseph Harris shows up for work at the high school he attended in South Philadelphia, he addresses his past and these kids' futures. Y'all about to graduate, man. I see myself again as some of these students. It's real. I've had the same struggles. Yeah, you about to graduate. I felt pain like these students felt pain. Blue drop, yellow drop. At 22, Harris, who was pre-law, is now working toward a teacher certificate. How many male teachers of color did you have growing up? I didn't have a male black teacher until my ninth grade year. Do you think it matters? Oh, for sure. In fact, one study shows just one teacher of color in third through fifth grades reduces a student of color's chances of dropping out before graduation by up to 39%. But black men make up just 2% of teachers in America. Something Sharif El-Meki is on a mission to change. Nothing's more effective Nothing's more. for black kids than having black teachers. Absolutely. Elmeki runs the Center for Black Educator Development, a nonprofit aimed at attracting more black men into the teaching field. If a black child has a black educator, they're less likely to be expelled, suspended, or even referred for disciplinary actions. They're more likely to have a higher sense of belongingness in the classroom and, and within the, uh, the school. And we say teachers of color are also important for white students as well. Any progress? At the Charles F. Patton Middle School in suburban Philadelphia, Amir Williams is a student teacher. Does it make sense? Now a college sophomore, he didn't have a black teacher until Mr. Anderson taught him history in sixth grade. He told me to walk in my greatness. And hearing those words come from his mouth was like really liberating. It gave me a lot of confidence. Had anyone ever said that to you before? No. You, man, that's everything. That is exactly why Elmeki wants to quadruple the number of black male teachers over the next 10 years. It's as simple as if you can see it, you can be it. You have someone, a black male, who you look exactly like, and then it makes you think that if they can do it, why not? Why can't I? Great job today. Great job on the lab. Which may be the most important lesson these kids can ever learn. Have a good one, have a good one. For Eye on America, I'm Jim Axelrod in Philadelphia. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
There was some disappointing news today on the U.S. economy. The country's GDP unexpectedly shrank at a pace of 1.4 percent. That's the worst three-month stretch in two years. Back-to-back -back quarterly losses would signal a recession, but some economists expect a rebound as hiring and wage gains pick up speed. All right, tonight that mysterious outbreak of severe hepatitis among children is growing. More than two dozen cases have been now reported in at least seven states. Health officials in Wisconsin are investigating one death, which would be the first in the U.S., Hepatitis is an inflammation of the liver usually caused by viruses, but medications and toxins can also trigger the condition. It's that time of the year for proms and graduations, which can be a challenge for some of our military families on tight budgets, unless they're one of more than a dozen bases with a very special store. Here's CBS's Janet Shamlian. There can be issues when dress shopping for a special event. These things. But at this boutique on the Fort Hood Army base, price isn't one of them. Any specific color that you want or like do you I want? love this army green. Okay. <laughs> Major Lisa Northway, a chaplain, is looking for a ball gown. When she finds it, she'll take it home free. Let me go try this one. So will all military members and their families browsing here. The cost of a dress, which can sometimes be two, three, four hundred dollars, is the difference between buying food and going to a ball. Okay. Yvonne Coombs co-founded Operation Deploy Your Dress, accepting donations of clothes and cash to make possible moments like this. Now on 13 bases, over seven years, giving away almost 18,000 dresses. Trying to find some yellow. For Chaplain Northway, whose work can be heavy, a chance to step away. What's it like to come in here and just have a slice of festiveness? It's like getting to join life's party. We do have reasons to celebrate and to, to cheer each other on. Saying yes to the dress. It feels like it was made for me. I did not expect that. The gift of more than a gown. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Fort Hood, Texas. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Steve Hartman goes on the road for an update on a Florida snowman named Lucky that, yes, will melt your heart. And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.